Good morning to each of you. Greet you in the precious name of Jesus. It's been wonderful to be here today. I've been, I feel like I've been strengthened and encouraged in my life personally already. And um, it, was a, it was a blessing. Thank you, Dan, for, for sharing in the, in the uh, Sunday school. And I trust each one of you had a good time in, uh, in Sunday school. <clears throat> it seems like life has been full of travels and trips and miles and being away. And it's good to be back. Some of you may not know, but uh, my dad and I have been gone the last two weekends, just getting home on Saturday night late um, with some things that we was doing for him. But it's good, it's good to be back and it's good to have Cameron and Justin and Brendan back. They've been gone for three long weeks to Bible school and um, it's good to have them back. It's good to have each one of you here with us this morning. Mark and Liz, part of our church family, been coming I think for 10 years and uh, it's good to have them back. Um, yeah, God bless you for being here. Turn on your Bibles to Revelations chapter 12. I'm not exactly sure how to title the message, but I think we're going to go with the title, The Power of Your Testimony. This morning, if you are a child of the King, if you are a born-again believer, you have a testimony, which is something to share something that has happened to you or something that has changed in your life. You can define testimony several different ways. Revelations chapter 12 and verse 10 and 11, and it says this, and I, <clears throat> let me get in the right chapter. Revelations 12 verse 10, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And it says in verse 11, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Think this morning about the power of your testimony. <clears throat> Someone has said this, As believers, we often overlook the fact that one of our greatest weapons against the forces of evil is our personal testimony. Your testimony makes you a threat to the enemy. So it's crucial to open your mouth and share it, unquote. And I thought that was interesting as I, as I pondered this subject. It kind of come to me um, I believe it was last Sunday while uh, Ernie was preaching, this title come to me, and um, I've, I've been thinking about it a little ever since. <clears throat> if I was to open it up up here on the front bench with Gloria and I have her stand up and share her testimony and then go back through the church and everybody share their testimony this morning, we would probably be late for lunch. It would probably be a little bit of a longer service. Because each one of us has so much to share if we've experienced salvation in our life. A personal testimony of mine, Wednesday night we met here for prayer. And in our prayer room over here, I was sitting beside Derek. And he prayed a what I would say, not to give glory to Derek, but, but to just give glory to God. He prayed a prayer 
that I believe was, was, was driven by the Holy Ghost, and it was just what I needed. It moved me to tears as he prayed for me and Jason. That's my testimony this morning. What is yours? There's a brother here this morning, one of these brothers from Indiana. I don't even know which one it was. But he shared a testimony in our Sunday school lesson, in our Sunday school class, about being here in Florida and getting sick and wanting to die. And he shared a testimony how God healed him, how he feels better, and how he's, he's alive in the Lord. He's glad to be here, I think, brother. I don't even know who it was. But God bless you for sharing. I have a good friend of mine in Pennsylvania by the name of Richard Herr. He's in his final days. And he texts me this. God's presence is what is so precious. And he said, remember what Moses said to God. If thou go not with us, carry us not hence. That is the testimony of a man who only has a few short days or maybe weeks to live. <clears throat> Friday night, Brother Marvin got up in front at Bible school and he shared a testimony. He said, hitherto hath the Lord helped us. You remember that? A testimony of what God had done over these last three weeks of Bible school. This morning, if you was to pull out your pen and if you was to take 30 seconds and write your personal testimony, what would it be? What would it say? Would you sit there with your pen and have no words to write? Or would it flow out of your life, flow out of your heart, what God has done for you, what you have to share? <clears throat> Last evening, we had a surprise encounter at the Atlanta airport with Nina and Lamar and the group from Washington. And we sat together and visited for probably 45 minutes or an hour. Unbeknownst to us, there's a man watching us. <clears throat> he come up to me and dad, and he had a lot of questions. This man is on a journey. He doesn't know whether he's Catholic or whether he's Christian. He's trying to understand old religion, but as he watched us talking, he said there was something there. There was community. There was fellowship. We had no idea he was watching us. He talked to us all the ways till we boarded the plane. <clears throat> I encouraged him to study the Bible, to find answers. And he assured me that his salvation was sealed, but he still doesn't know what, it, what the plan of salvation is. <clears throat> you are here this morning, you're alive and you're breathing, and you are a living testimony, whether it is to God or whether it is to the devil. Think about that, friends, this morning. What is your life telling others? <clears throat> Turn with me back to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 4. I 
I was hoping to read all of it, but we just simply don't have time. We're going to start reading here anyways. Joshua chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, and it came to pass... <clears throat> Ethan, could one of you guys get me a glass of water, please? <clears throat> verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 1. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over Jordan that the Lord spake unto Joshua, saying... Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe a man, and command you them, saying, Take ye hence out of the midst of Jordan, out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones, and you shall carry them over with you and leave them in the lodging place where you shall lodge this night. Then Joshua called the twelve men whom he had prepared of the children of Israel, out of every tribe a man. And Joshua said unto them, Pass over before the ark of the Lord your God, into the midst of Jordan and take you up every man of you a stone upon his shoulder according to unto the number of the tribes of the children of Israel. Number, verse number six, it says that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in times to come saying, what mean ye by these stones? It says, then you shall answer them that the waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord when it passed over Jordan, and the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Twelve stones out of the midst of Jordan for a memorial forever. <clears throat> Verse 16, it says, Command the priests that bear the ark of the testimony that they come up out of Jordan. Joshua therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come ye up out of Jordan. And it came to pass when the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord were come up out of the midst of Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up unto the dry land, that the waters of Jordan returned unto their place and flowed over all his banks and the, as they did before. Thank you, Brennan. <clears throat> And the people came up out of Jordan on the tenth day of the first month and encamped in Gilgal in, east, in the east border of Jericho. Verse 20, And those twelve stones which they took out of Jordan did Joshua pitch in Gilgal. And he spake unto the children of Israel, saying, When your children shall ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean these stones? Then you shall let your people know, saying, Israel come over this Jordan on dry land, for the Lord your God dried up the waters of Jordan from before you until you were passed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea when he dried up from before us until we were gone over. That all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord that is mighty, that ye might fear the Lord your God forever. <clears throat> As you consider your personal testimony this morning, we're going to look at four different points and try to pull out of this text here. <clears throat> and these points are not original with me. This is something that was sent me three or four years ago. But I want to use it as a, as a, as a thought, as a, as a springboard for our thoughts this morning. <clears throat> as you consider your personal testimony, and as we consider this story here, 
of the children of Israel and these 12 stones. <clears throat> Number one, as you consider your personal testimony, look back and thank God. Look back and thank God. Go with me back to Joshua 3. Verse 9, Joshua said unto the children of Israel, he said, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. Verse 10, And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. Come hither and hear and know that he will without fail drive out from before you. Verse 11, Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now therefore take ye twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe a man. And it goes on with the story of what happened in chapter 4. <clears throat> Verse 16 here in Joshua 3, it says that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up and heap very far from the city Adam, that is beside Zeratan, and those that came down towards the sea of the plain, even the salt sea, failed and were cut off, and the people passed over right against Jericho. And the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of Jordan. And all the Israelites passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over Jordan. And if you look here in chapter 4, after they did what they needed to do, it says here <clears throat> in verse 18 of chapter 4, And it came to pass when the priests that bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord were come up out of the midst of Jordan, and the soles of the priest's feet were lifted up under the dry land. It says that the waters of Jordan returned under their place and flowed over all its banks as they did before. Look back and thank God for what He has done in your life and what He has done for you. <clears throat> Joshua chose 12 men to turn around. I, I'm thinking to turn around and go back into the Jordan and pick up. 12 stones and carry it on his shoulders. Make your personal testimony this morning personal. It's your testimony. You have the responsibility to live it. <clears throat> I wonder if these men faced any fear as they went back into the center of the Jordan as they seen that water all stacked up there and all flooded out across wherever it went. But they went back and they did what they were asked to do. And it says as soon as the priest had moved out of there that the water come back as it had before. These stones were a testimony to what God had delivered them from. And this morning I stand before you as a sinner that's been delivered. God has provided salvation for my soul. I have a testimony to share with you this morning that I was a sinner and God saved me. God delivered me. God redeemed me. And I praise His name for that this morning. <clears throat> look back and be thankful. Number two is look forward and trust God. 
You know, sometimes the future looks just a little bit undoable. Look forward and trust God. Go to verse 6 of chapter 4 here in Joshua. And it says that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What mean ye by these stones? Then you shall answer them, The waters of Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it passed over Jordan, the waters of Jordan were cut off. And these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel forever. Dear people, this morning your testimony will live on after you die. You will be remembered for at least a decade, maybe longer. Some of you older ones. How long do you remember people in your life that were instrumental in your experience as a Christian? Do you remember their testimony? Could you tell me it this morning? And I'm sure there's people that could go back years in the past and remember the testimony of those that went before. <clears throat> what have I, what have you went back into Jordan and put on your shoulders and walked back out as a reminder of what God has done for you? Do we worry about the future of our children or of our grandchildren? As they navigate life as in this world as we know it, <clears throat> it says these stones were a memorial forever. Yes, a hundred years from now, probably no one will know who Dwight Mast is. But as you think about your testimony today, as you think about your testimony tomorrow, am I building a testimony that will be a memorial forever? And what I mean by that is your children and grandchildren grow up. Will they accept the, the Christ, the God, the blood of Jesus as you have? What mean ye by these stones? <clears throat> the third one we have with us this morning is look around and serve God. Verse 11 of chapter 4. And it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over that the ark of the Lord passed over and the priest and in the presence of the people. And the children of Reuben and the children of Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh passed over armed before the children of Israel as Moses spake unto them. About 40,000 prepared for war passed over before the Lord unto battle to the plains of Jericho. <clears throat> Look around and serve God. As you think about your testimony, as you think about what your life, the impact of your life in the day and age we live right now. Are we armed before the children of Israel? Are we 40,000 people prepared for war, passed over before the Lord unto battle to the plains of Jericho? Do we have a testimony to share this morning? <clears throat> There's a couple examples that I would like to read this morning. I think we're going to take the time. Go with me to the New Testament, to John chapter 9. We have a story here. <clears throat> Our brother that shared his testimony this morning in Sunday school, he was so sick that he lost his hearing. Can you imagine the discouragement he went through? 
And God bless you, brother. I'm so glad you're, you're feeling better and you're here and this morning. But in John chapter 9, this man was blind. It said in verse 24, Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. This was this man's testimony. As they gathered around him trying to understand what, what happened, he says, I know not. One thing I know that I was blind and now I see. As you are here, almost March of 2024, look around and serve God by your testimony. You may not have all the answers for everyone that talks to you, but share your, testament, your testimony. John 4, back a couple chapters to, verse, to John 4 and verse 29. <clears throat> this lady had been forgiven by, for, by Jesus. A life of sin, a life of adultery, if I, if I remember the story correctly. John 4 verse 29 says, Come. This is the lady. She said, Come. See a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? In verse 42, she goes on and says, And said unto the woman, Now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. This lady allowed what happened to her to speak to someone else who sought more and went and found Jesus and found out for themselves who He was. Make your life point people to Jesus that they want to find out for themselves who He is and what He can do for them. <clears throat> John 15 The disciples were ordinary men who simply went out telling the extraordinary story of Jesus working in their lives. And that's what Jesus wants you and I to do today. 15 verse 27 it says, And ye also shall bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. This was Jesus' words to His disciples. <clears throat> Look around. Find opportunities to share your testimony. Live a life that breathes out a testimony for God. And the last one we find, number four, is look within and find God. Joshua 3, back in Joshua 3, 9 and 10. <clears throat> Joshua 3, verses 9 and 10. And Joshua said unto the, people, to the children of Israel, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will be, that he will without fail drive out from before you all of your enemies. I'm paraphrasing that a little bit. Is that your testimony this morning? As you look within your heart, are you finding God? Are you finding the Holy Spirit? that we talked about in our Sunday school lesson. Consider these questions. 
Who am I in Christ? How is there a contrast to who I was before to who I am today? How has God changed me? How is he glorified in me? And what fruit is displayed in my life? And how is the work of the gospel evidenced in my life? As you consider your personal testimony this morning, as you look within your heart and find God, I trust it makes you want to get up out of your seat and go out these doors into the life that you know it, into the jobs that you know it, into the families that you know it, and share what you found. Look within and find God. 1 John chapter 1. First <clears throat> John chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life. That is a definition of your testimony this morning. What you have seen. What is in you. How you live your life. The life was manifested. We have seen it. And bear witness and show unto you that eternal life. <clears throat> As was pointed out earlier in our brother that shared his testimony. Perry called me a couple of weeks ago and shared his testimony. He lost his job. And he was as happy as I've ever heard Perry on the phone. Because he didn't allow the circumstances of losing his job to pull him down. Instead it built him up. And it made him want to do more. And it made him want to find purpose outside of a job. And thank you for sharing that with me, Perry. Do we allow our circumstances to shield, to pull back, to rein in our testimony? And I have 12 stones that we're not going to go into in depth. I just want to mention them. As we think about our personal testimony as we go back into Jordan and as we each pick up our stone and carry it out into life. And I, these are not necessarily in order. But think about the testimony that you have in each one of these. The first one is simply life. You're here this morning. You're breathing. You're alive. And you have a testimony. You're living. The second one is closely related. You have health. Not everyone here has always had health. We know that Brother Willie, back over Christmas time, was, was very sick. He was in the hospital. He was in bad shape. But God has restored him to health. Think about that as you share your testimony. 
The third one is a job. Most of us need a job. Not all of us do, but most of us do. Does it affect my testimony? How about our church? Are you thankful to be a part of this church and to have a church family? You know, as that man watched us talking there, it was a group of what, maybe 10 of us. As he watched us talking, he's seen something that intrigued him. What about your family, your friends? How does that relate to our testimony? Would you be where you're at this morning if you didn't have people in your life? Do you have a testimony of what God has done in your heart? The number seven one I have is salvation. Have you told someone in the last 30 days your testimony about God saving your soul from being damned to hell? Have you told someone number eight is forgiveness? Have you shared a testimony of forgiveness? And this morning I'm so thankful for forgiveness from God and from give, forgiveness from you as my fellow travelers and, and church members. Thank you for your forgiveness in my life. What about your convictions? Have you shared a testimony on your convictions lately when it comes to what's right and what's wrong? How about victory? We hear a lot about grace. We don't hear a lot about victory. Are you living in victory? Have you shared a testimony of a victory that you've had in your life? Number 11 goes along closely with, with our salvation experience, but have you do you have a testimony about evangelizing? Do you have a testimony about talking to someone with the Lord or about the Lord or why you do or don't do what you do and don't do? Hilton has. He had a hard conversation last week with one of his co-workers and he, had, and, he, and, he, and he struggled to tell him what to do and what not to do from a biblical perspective. Number 12 is service. Do you have a testimony? Is your life a testimony of service? Joshua selected 12 men. God has selected you. You have a testimony. You have a life that is sharing with the world. And I just want to encourage each one of you, starting with me, to live my life as a testimony that leads and points everyone to Jesus. God bless you for being here. Shall we stand for prayer? Our Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the privilege and opportunity of a day of rest and a day of worship. We thank you, Lord, for being in this service today and being in the singing, the devotional, in our Sunday school time. Lord, as we opened your word, and read about Joshua of old and how, how he chose 12 men to do this special work of building something that would be remembered forever. And Lord, I want to pray for each one that is in this building this morning. Lord, each one has a testimony, whether for God or whether for the devil. And Lord, I pray that you would bless us each with a desire to hunger and thirst after righteousness and to have a testimony that only points others to you. Lord, I want to thank you for the brethren that shared their testimony this morning. As they, as they shared what God has done for them,
May you bless them. May you continue to grant them health and strength. Grant them victory in their lives. Lord, this morning I want to bring the little ones who are sitting on the laps of moms and dads. They don't know about the trials of life as of yet. But I want to pray for them and I want to pray for their parents, Lord, as they teach them and show them, as they lead them by their testimonies. Lord, I pray for grandmas and grandpas here this morning that have fought the fight, that have carried the stones on their shoulders for all these years. May you bless them with grace and with strength. Lord, I want to bring the young people to you. They're the ones that's got to go back in the middle of Jordan and pick up stones and carry them to the side as this testimony lives on forever. May you bless them each with victory in their Christian lives. Bless them with a hunger and thirst after righteousness as well. Lord, be near to them and keep them in your care. And Lord, this morning we bring our church and the witness of our church to you. May you bless our church. May we be faithful to the end. And may we be that faithful church when the Lord returns that we'll hear, well done, thy good and faithful service, servant. Just pray for this day and may it bring honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.